Greyhound to trap one. Over. Welcome to the Trap One Podcast. I'm delighted to welcome to my guest this week, editor of Time Shadows, Second Nature, Stephen Hatcher. Hello, Matt. Thanks for having me on. How are you? Fantastic. We're, we're just a few days away from publication of, uh, of Second Nature now, so things are really exciting. So this is your the first one that you've edited. Um, it's the sequel yes. to Time Shadows. Um, you've come on board as editor this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, it also came really from... Um, Mythmakers, which was the fiction magazine of uh, Dwin, the Doctor Information Network, which is a Doctor Who fan group based in Canada, which has been going a very long time. And Mythmakers had, had reached a lot of issues, and and, and Matt Grady uh, edited the last one, which was uh, Mythmakers Pseudoscope. And then uh, Dwin sort of lost interest in carrying on with Mythmakers, so Matt thought, well, what would be really nice would be to the last Mythmakers to turn it into sort of a bookazine type thing. And then from there to go on, he, he decided to go on and, and, and do the do a book, which was Time Shadows. And I contributed to that because I contributed to a few Mythmakers um, magazines over the, over the years, the, well, most of the last few. And so that was Time Shadows. And then we finished Time Shadows, oh, I don't know, uh, back end of uh, 2000, and, where are we, 15, thereabouts? Uh, yeah, 2015. Yeah. And then we'd sold it and we'd pushed it and we'd, we'd published, we'd, we'd sold quite a lot around conventions and so on. And then I emailed Matt one day and said, when do we do the next one? And I, I think that took him a bit by surprise. And he, and, and he said, well, well rather not just at the moment because I've got a few things on. So I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll edit it then. And um, somewhat to my surprise, he, uh, he, he took me at my word. So <laughs> there we are. Yeah, it's the first one I've edited, so I'm, I'm thrilled to bits to, 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 be, uh, to have done this. Yeah, Excellent. it's been great fun. So, and you've got more writers and more stories on, on board this time. Well, it was extraordinary because the word went out that we'd quite like some uh, some people to pitch for it. And we got over 126, something like that, story pitches uh, from professional writers, from first-time writers, uh, fan fiction regulars, the, the whole gamut of, of, of contributors. So it was quite a big task going through those 120-plus stories and and sorting out the ones we wanted to use. And I, I want to say absolutely that the, uh, our shortlist was something like 40 stories, I think, from, from the top of my head, all of which could easily have gone in the book. So it was really a question of how many of these can we manage to, to, to publish and which ones work with each other. It was, it was, that, was, that was another thing. It wasn't a question of, oh, that is a better story than that. But in a lot of cases it was, well, that one works better for our collection because of something else we've got in. Because we wanted to make sure we'd got the full spread of all the doctors. Uh, if at all possible, we wanted at least one Dalek story, at least one Cyberman story. Uh, no problem with Cyberman stories. Everybody was pitching Cybermen. <laughs> Very few people pitched uh, Daleks, actually, as it happened. Um, master stories, I think we only had 
possibly even one master story. From the top of my head, I don't think we even finished up having a master story in there. But we, we came close to it at one point, but uh, but we, we didn't in the end. I, I think that's right. Unless, I mean, you've read it more recently than me. Have we got a master story in there? Uh, I, I haven't quite finished it. There's, no, a, no, there's we, uh, a few so I haven't come across one so far. But. I don't think we have. I don't think we've got a master story. So if you're yeah. a big fan of the master, then uh, uh, sorry. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we've got some good stuff. We've got old, uh, as I said, we've got classic series, new series, all the Doctors. And I knew I was going to write a story. So as as the editor, I was the one who had to sort of hang back and see which which Doctor hadn't been used, and and I'll uh, and I'll do that one. A um, couple of people we asked to change doctors who were brilliant about that. And, uh, yeah, so we managed to cover everyone. Uh, so for your story, you've, uh, you chose the 10th doctor. Well, the, the, tenth, the tenth doctor chose me simply okay. because uh, at, at the stage when we f- finalised it, um, there wasn't another 10th doctor story in there. Um, in the end, uh, part of Nick Walters' uh, ongoing story that goes all the way through the book was some Tenth Doctor stuff. So there is all the Tenth Doctor in there. But yeah. uh, I think that when we first got our selection of stories, we hadn't got a First Doctor story. So uh, uh, we, uh, we we prevailed upon uh, one of our writers, uh, which was uh, actually Daniel. Tessier, and he uh, changed his into a First Doctor story and did a brilliant job of it. Uh, and, uh, and we hadn't got a Ninth Doctor story. And uh, Michael Gilroy Sinclair again changed his and made it a Ninth Doctor story to brilliant effect as well. So, uh, yes, very pleased with those stories, man. So, Fantastic. Hmm. Um, uh, rereading the first volume, actually, um, uh, of Time Shadows, look, it was, uh, turns out it was quite prescient in that there's a meeting between the first and the twelfth doctor uh so we just recently had in the christmas in the special first oh i'd forgotten that uh, so. well we've got the first yeah. and the eleventh meeting in, in time shadows too yeah in, uh, I thought I, again yeah it's i think it's um as obviously stephen moffat in recent interviews has said you know the the one doctor really he wanted um his doctors to meet was the first but it was seemingly you know, impossible um i think it is probably probably the most interesting one for the later ones to meet, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm drawn to writing for the First Doctor. A few of the stories I've written over the years have been First Doctor stories. It, it, uh, I mean, I'm old enough that I suppose really Hartner was my Doctor, certainly when, when I first saw Doctor Who. Um, I'm older than the series. Um, it's, it's a funny thing. When I, when I first started writing stories, it, it, it was the Seventh Doctor very much the seventh doctor mm-hmm. and then it went down to third and first but this is the first time i've written a new series doctor which has been great fun and the tenth doctor in particular it's not my favorite doctor at all but mm. not difficult to write for he's, he's a voice that you can get reasonably reasonably easily i think well i'm saying that i may have made a complete mess of it of course but no, no, I, 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 um, I can certainly hear the voice in my head absolutely think you've, you've captured him very well uh I think it's uh, yeah. He's he's such a kind of garrulous one, and he's got a love of words and everything. He's probably quite quite enjoyable to write like that, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can you can go on a little bit of a run at it. Yeah. Let him take over a bit. <laughs> so I heard you recently on um, a you and who talking episode of uh, the Doctor Who Show podcast. Oh yes. Um, which uh, I'll put a link to in the show notes. You spoke very knowledgeably about the, your experiences of um, the Doctor Who novelizations. Um, 
Uh, and as you just said that Hartnell was your first doctor. I'm always interested to hear, you know, what somebody's first story was and how they got into Doctor Who. Did you watch it right from the start? Then? Was it on an well, uh, th- th- there are a number of these uh, Ewan Who uh, ones I've done. And, and another one, I tell the story a bit. I think there's five of mine in there, something like that. Um, but I was born in 58. I was born just before Quatermass and the Pit uh, was shown. So I always claim that as my first Doctor Who story. Um, so I was five by the time Doctor Who started. Um, I didn't see the see right from the beginning. And, and my big problem was that um, how it worked in my family is that Saturday afternoon we, we had to go to my grandparents and my grandparents were absolutely lovely people absolutely lovely but my granddad had this thing that he would only ever watch ITV now I don't quite I'm, to this day I don't quite know what that was about whether <laughs> it was I mean he always I'm sure because he was a very law-abiding man I'm absolutely certain he always paid his, uh, his TV licence but whether it was through not watching BBC, he could then moan about having to pay his TV licence, <laughs> or, or whether it was some sort of inverted snobbery that the BBC were, uh, were, were, were not good enough to watch the BBC, that the ITV was more, I think. Or whether it was just he just enjoyed it more, I don't know. But he particularly used to love the professional wrestling, and he used to have his armchair pressed right up against the television, and he would be sitting watching this professional wrestling, taking it hugely seriously, guffawing all the way through it. And we all had to be absolutely silent so we could see these strange creatures throw each other about this uh, this ring in a very choreographed <laughs> manner. And and it didn't go back on to anywhere else afterwards. It stayed on ITV. So we, we got uh, things like Thank Your Lucky Stars and, uh, and um, various American series to catch a thief and things like this afterwards. So... For me, the TV highlights of a Saturday evening didn't start to later on. It was probably the Saint or the Avengers or something like that that was worth watching, mm-hmm. particularly the Avengers. But so during the 60s, I, I saw very little Doctor Who. And the only time I would have seen it, um, I saw both the, 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 the Cushing movies, which I suppose I must have seen in the cinema, probably during a summer holiday. I remember seeing episode one of The Web Planet, and that's the earliest memory I have of seeing television or two. And it's particularly the Crater of Needles set that I remembered about it. And then I've got another memory of an episode which I think, when I've examined what it could have been, I think it might have been episode one of The Massacre. But, Mm. But vague memories of that. Yeah. And I, I knew when Hartnell had changed into Troughton because there was a different picture in the TV comic uh, sticker book for the year of TV stars of the year and Doctor Who suddenly looked different. Um, so I knew that had happened. But it wasn't until the 70s that I was a more regular watcher and I saw a Christmas omnibus repeat of The Sea Devils and really loved it. And that was it then. Stayed with it then, pretty much through to through to the end of the age. Apart from a brief time when I was um, a student abroad, where I missed a fair bit, but uh, missed about eighteen months worth. But yeah, so early, but not as early as I might have been. There's a lot I missed that I shouldn't have missed. Yeah, mm. but there yeah. we are. We'll I... see them again when they're all returned. That's it. That's it. It can't be long now, can it? <laughs> <laughs> can't be. Can't be. <laughs> Um, so uh, something um, I remember you also mentioned on that podcast um, was um, a kind of a love of cricket. 
yeah, 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 yeah. Which, which um, you've brought into your Time Shadows 2 story. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, don't give it away. No, no, no. I'm playing with expectations at the start a little bit, I hope. Yeah, it's it's very, very witty story. I was just going to say, is that something that, um, that that you wanted to do for a while, maybe kind of bringing your two, two great passions together there? It just seemed natural. I mean, the, the particular character I bring in was, was such an extraordinary uh, man in real life, and such a, an enormous character. And, and to set a, a story against a, a, a test match, a Lord's test match in the Victorian era, was uh, that'll have given it away who I'm talking about. But there we are, uh, to those who know. Um, it, it was just a, a no-brainer. It was just, just good fun. And, and most of the cricketers I mentioned in fact, all of the cricketers I mentioned were real cricketers, apart from um, my bad guy, who is based strongly, based quite strongly on a on a, an Australian uh, fast bowler of twenty years before that time. So <laughs> there's, there's some basis in reality. And my original uh, draft of it, the, the, there's a scene at the end where uh, Jago and Lightfoot turn up. Ah, where I really, my, my first draft was completely over the top, and I brought in the Paternoster gang as well. And I had the whole lot of them all, all gathered together in the Lord's Pavilion watching the test match. And, and Matt Brady, who's been uh, the managing editor on this, and basically is the person I've answered to him, has said, no, you can't do that. And he took one look at that and said, no, you can't do that. So, <laughs> so I had to scale that back, which was slightly disappointing, but it was, he was absolutely right, absolutely right. Uh, have you um, read Doctor Who and the Cricket Men yet? Uh, no, I've got that to look forward to. So, That's, uh, but of course, it's it's already appeared as a as a Dirk Gently book. Is it Dirk Gently or is it one of the? No, it's a Hitchhiker's book, isn't it? The um, one of the Hitchhiker's books. Um, Apparently, yeah. I um, I to be honest, I've read all the Hitchhikers got the books when I was a teenager and I don't remember the later ones that well so um, I've, I'm about halfway through The Cricket Men and I, I paused to read Time Shadows 2 um, but I'm enjoying it so far um, and as somebody who knows nothing about cricket I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot but I guess you'll probably kind of get a lot more out of it um, it's, uh, well, I'm trying yeah. to think it, it might have been Life, the Universe and Everything or it was it was one of the later Hitchhiker's books that Adams reused The Cricket Men idea for because of course some um, City of Death and Sharda went into one of the the Gentry books, the first Dirt Gentry right. became that. Um, so we were very good at using ideas. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So far, as, as far as we've got in the Cricket Men, there are kind of slightly familiar things in from Hitchhikers in it. So I guess there's yeah. a lot of cross pollination across uh, <laughs> uh, across all of his uh, different kind of ideas, the storyline. Absolutely. Uh, and he's far too great a, a writer to, to ever criticise him for yeah. <laughs> reusing a Duckwood idea. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, the success of the uh, the recent Sharda release shows, you know, there's still, still a huge appetite for his, uh, his work as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the, 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 the problem with Adams is he was so good is that almost anybody who sets out to write any sort of science fiction with a humour aspect to it has to really struggle to try not to write bad Douglas Adams because such was his brilliant use of language so you, you get sucked into it quite quite easily but there's no way you can you can reach that sort of 
that's sort of standard, I think. Yeah. Unless you're possibly Gareth Roberts or uh, or James Goss, who've done a very good job of it. That's it. Yeah, I think that the three James Goss ones for me have just kind of got got better and better as they've gone on. Um, it's a very fine writer. Yeah. Uh, well, the one that, that Gareth did as well. They did, yeah. Was that Shadow? Was that Shadow? Uh, yeah, yeah. Did a very good job of that. Excellent. Yeah, it's great to have that in so many different forms, really, as well. You can you can kind of dip into it. And uh, have um, you seen the Levine's one? I haven't. No. Oh, it's well, well. If you can find it at some point, it's worth looking at. It's a, it's a different take on it. It's a it's a more a more f- a fuller version of the sort of story, shall we say? Ah. It doesn't got stuff edited out, and the animation actually is, I think, absolutely spot on. It's. Yeah. Uh, to my mind, it's um, there's not a lot to choose between the animation on in Levine's version and the official one. Yeah, and of course the uh, the news channels didn't uh, <laughs> didn't differentiate, did they? When they when but they, they did, did they? Yeah, poor poor Ian Levine. He yeah. must have been absolutely apoplectic, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, no, I mean, I didn't realise his was sort of something that you could find before version. Um, the um, um, so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's. I think it's probably a question of, of, of who you know. And I was yeah. very lucky that uh, a mutual friend uh, asked Ian Levine if if he would mind awfully if I had a copy when he first bought it out. So, so I had one then, but was sort of sworn to silence at the time, as it were. So, um, but I was lucky. Yeah. I think it's various people have got various versions of it mm. and various. Uh, yeah, I said various versions because the one that was it was it was quite embarrassing because I was given this copy and then I think within two days it leaked. Not it wasn't my, my copy that leaked, but uh, a copy leaked, uh, and um, so I, I, I sent off an email to Ian Levine and said, "Look, you have no idea who I am," and he must be thinking, "Oh, it's him who's leaked it." And I said, "I don't know," <laughs> and he was good enough to get straight back to me and said, "No, actually, no, the version that was leaked was completely different from the version you had." But thanks for getting in touch. So. There we go. <laughs> um, so, also we should mention the charity that um, that Time Shadows Second Nature's um, for because it recently changed the, the beneficiary to Curry. yeah, yeah. The the, the the nature of the um, uh, of the, the charity changed, so we, we we had to find another one. Go on, tell me what the new charity is because I haven't got it to hand. Uh, code, which is right, um, it's to do with. Medicine, with, it's a bit like Medicine Sans Frontier, isn't it? It's a, a bit like Doctors Abroad type thing. But, uh, I've got that it do aims, things. Yeah, they, they aim to advance global literacy, I've got. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong thing entirely then. Right, okay, yes. Yes, it is, it's literacy, isn't it? Yeah, because there, there were a number of ones we were thinking about. Right. Um, but that was that. That was one of the the things that Matt saved us on actually, because uh, the 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 original charity fell through. And and you sort of when you're putting together a charity Doctor Who anthology, you sort of have to have a charity, because otherwise the BBC start going. Hmm, yeah, <laughs> you're not really a charity anthology, are you? So uh, <laughs> it's brilliant to find a really good course. Yes, it is yeah. interesting, of course it is. Um, so that's. Um, uh, and that was brilliant that Matt was able to find that and uh, and set that up at, at quite a late stage of things. So, yeah, brilliant and um, a, a stunning cover, which is by Ian Robertson, who who did the, the yeah. cover for the first book as well. Yeah, that's really right, and, and it's it's different enough from the first one, but it's quite clearly the same 
thing again, isn't it? It's, a, it's the same series, but different. Yeah. Uh, did you notice the hair's different? Yes. Yeah, he's got <laughs> yes. the, uh, the later, the later talk. The first, he's got the early uh, Capaldi hair, but this has now got the later Capaldi yeah. hair. But one of the writers actually got in touch with me and said, it would be really nice if we could see a bit more of Capaldi's face, but that's where you start getting into copyright problems because you haven't got you haven't got um, the rights to those images. So, yeah. So you have to keep him in shadow. That's so it. we all know who it is, but it can't be that obvious. I think it looks more stylish like that as well. To be honest, it's uh, it looks stunning. It's it's bright cool. yellow, and gold. Yeah. And, uh, it'll stand out with that. So, but the, the, if, I don't know whether you've noticed the spine is blue which matches the first one so the, the volume one and volume two together will look like a run of the same thing ah um, great well that's that's yeah. always pleasing on a bookshelf as well isn't it so you don't get the uh the the kind of the doctor dvd spine problem of uh you know some of them have got to entertain on and some you know the kind of logo jumps up and down and uh Yes, no, there would be none of that nonsense. No, that's uh, that's uh, that's going to appeal to, to Doctor Who fans a lot, I think. <laughs> um, but first, we, what we didn't do, I, I mentioned that we've got some really good, uh, well, we've got loads of good writers. In fact, all of the writers are brilliant writers, but we've got some quite uh, well-known names. I, I think I'd just link. Um, I mentioned Ian Farrington. Uh, Ian Farrington uh, edited Big Finish Short Trips back in uh, in uh, well, ten years or so ago, and uh, we invited him on board pretty early, and it's turned into a stunning story for us. Um, That's the the case of the missing doctor. Brilliant um, story. Yeah, really uh, on, I mentioned Dale Smith, uh, BBC Books Doctor Who author, who again has turned in a lovely story for us. Uh, Paul Sutton, a very regular writer for Big Finish, has done us a smashing Fifth Doctor story featuring Tegan quite heavily. Um, uh, Nick Walters, another uh, Doctor Who uh, BBC Books author, who has written a story that runs through the whole thing for us, it's, and it's mad. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Paul Williams, uh, uh, Big Finish Short Trips uh, alumnus as well. Uh, and Joshua Wanisco, who was the winner of the first Big Finish short story competition last year, with a stunning story he wrote for Big Finish. But he's written another stunning story for us, which is Susan uh, post Dalek invasion uh, years later. Type yeah, thing. and the, excellent a, story. My name is Susan. It's called. Yeah, it's brilliant. That's it. My name is Susan. It's a lovely yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a great story by Greg Morn called Ian Chesterton in an Exciting Adventure with the Martians, uh, which from the title of that, you probably get an idea of what we're aiming for there or what Greg was aiming for, which is, yeah. and he's pulled that off brilliantly. There's a lovely story by a chap called McManus uh, <laughs> about how the sixth doctor gets his, uh, his, his crazy coat. We, we absolutely love that story, Mark. It's, it's a really lovely, it's your first story, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, that's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's the um, first one that uh, that I've tried, so I was, I was really surprised that uh, it got accepted or anything. Especially, it turned out brilliant. We, we absolutely loved it when we saw it. We, we, I think we, we both said, we want this and want this one in. This, this has got to be a, um, yeah, nice story. Very much loved it. Ah, thank you very much. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, given it, especially now you've told me how many um, submissions you got, that uh, that kind of makes it even, even more surprising to me. That's on it. So. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's that absolutely on merit. Um, we've got a beautiful piece of artwork, uh, 
which uh, to accompany, uh, well, hang on, half a half a mo, uh, piece artwork by Paul Cowan uh, in the style of the sixties uh, Doctor Who annuals. Yeah. That accompanies uh, Jenny Shirt's story, Doctor Who and the Mists of Revelers, uh, which, uh, again, is a fun story, uh, I think, by the fact of the accompanying artwork and the title there, Do Who and the yeah. Mists of Revelers. You'll, you'll probably guess what, what uh, Jenny was aiming at there as it's well. Great. So. It's very evocative, isn't it, of the, uh, nice. of the, of the old comic strips. And uh, just a real nice surprise, uh, turning the page and finding that artwork as well. It's lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny was quite pleased with that. I tell you that. And we've got John, uh, we've got John and Gillian in that story, haven't we? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, which yeah. Is Takes. Uh, uh, tell me back because I, I mean, I only came across those um, those comic strips when the uh, the Doctor Who Classic Comics came out as a spin off from the Doctor Who magazine in the nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. And collected all of those and, and kind of tore through them. Uh, so it really really took me back to that because I was quite young when I when I read those. Mm. Yeah, well, yes, I, th I think that's worked well. But I mean, to be fair, there are there are a whole load of great stories here. There is not a single story in the book that I think uh, is a weak point or anything. And I'm horribly unfair to all the authors I've not mentioned. But we, you know, I haven't counted recently. I think we ended up with about twenty-four stories, didn't we? Twenty-two, twenty-four stories, something right, like that. Yeah, I think twenty-three so is a quick, is a quick count there. Yeah, it will be quite dull if I sit in all the brilliant writers that we've uh, we've used this time but uh, there are some some superb stories there's a lovely i'm going to mention this one 12th doctor bill and nardol story written by violet addison and david smith, david n smith um which uh the smallest uh, war yeah. the smallest war yes that's, that's yeah that's one. That, that i really enjoyed that one that's um that they captures the um, they capture the voices of those three characters, um, and the themes of uh, of series ten really really well. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Early in series ten, before we've got too heavily into the vault and all that sort of business. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the forwards by John Peel as well. Was that was that something yeah. that you were involved in um, making happen? Well, John wrote a story for the first volume. Uh, so he was known to Matt very much. Uh, uh, off the top of my head, I think Gary Russell wrote the forward to the first volume. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to ask somebody different this time. And it was John hadn't written the story this time, so it was fairly natural to. Um, it was a, a good a good fit to ask him to, to do a forward, and it's a nice little, uh, little forward he's written for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. So I'm dead pleased with this. I'm extremely uh, excited that this is coming out. As I said, my first bit of editing. I'm editing another book for uh, for uh, uh, watching books uh, later in the year. So that's that's my next bit, my next uh, editing job. So yeah, it's, it's, all is lovely. Looking forward to seeing the uh, seeing what people think of these stories. Yeah, and that and that's out um, the seventeenth. Is that is that right? Or, uh... <laughs> On or about, we're hoping yeah. it'll be this uh, uh, this this coming week. Uh, yeah, it's it might be a bit earlier than that. We're we're looking possibly at being thirteenth uh, or fourteenth, but seventeenth at the latest. It should be uh, the the way uh, the way it's worded. I, I think with with everybody involved in this, pretty much being part time writers, editors, and all the rest of it that. Sometimes things take a lot longer than you think they're going to take, and we certainly, when we set the set out writing this book, which was last January, we'd hoped to get it out sort of September time. But um, 
which might have been possible, but uh, uh, it, it didn't quite manage that. And then we were hoping for October time, it didn't quite manage that. So I think we're there now. Okay. And <laughs> I it's think we're there. well worth waiting for. And um, everyone that buys is going to get a lot of a lot of stories and a lot of book uh, as well for the money. It's going to keep you going in the, in the long wait. Until it's a thick one, isn't it? It's 400 odd pages, isn't it? And there's a paper version and a, an ebook version as well. So, however you prefer, or have both, I mean, that's what I'd say. Yeah. Buy both. <laughs> um, um, this is what they do. See, I always expected that when I had a Kindle, I, my storage issues would be solved and my spending money on books issues would be solved. But no, 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 no. Yeah. Both of those things are now worse because what I do these days is I buy a nice copy of the book which sits on the shelf and is never touched and is pristine for all time yeah. and I read the book on the Kindle. <laughs> so I end up buying two copies. Uh, so I do, I'd recommend people do that. Yeah, I buy quite a lot on the Kindle but... It, just mainly for Doctor Who books, I still like a physical copy to uh, yes. uh, to add to my collection. Yeah. Oh, to stroke and to sniff and to, to lay out and, and, and admire and, and all the rest of it. That's it. Yeah, so, this goes. This is an obsession that goes back uh, with me to uh, to my childhood, and uh, it would. It was always a question of if books came in a series, then the main purpose of them was to lay them out on the carpet next to each other, yeah. so I could see them up and stroke them. And as I say, smell them. And uh, oh, and then those Panther science fiction books in the seventies with the, the Asimov Foundation trilogy, where all the covers fitted next to each other to make one big picture. You're too young to remember that. No, but, I haven't come across that. That sounds great, though. Um, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm collecting the the complete history at the moment. Yeah, it's lovely, aren't they? Yeah, the and the two that have arrived today have both got faces on the spines, which is. Good, doubly pleasing when uh, when you because I've got the I think the first and the tenth Doctor can now complete their faces on the uh, the picture of all the Doctors that the spines make up. Oh, fantastic! It's yeah. but it's a it's a dichotomy, isn't it? Because as a collector, you like to things keep things complete and and, and um, in the best possible condition. Most of my I've been collecting those as well. I've got the whole lot. I've got them on a subscription, and the vast majority of them I haven't even taken the sound because they're still complete and touched with the cellophane on. And I know there is this beautiful book. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm loath to take this. I'm sounding very strange, aren't I? I'm loath to take the cellophane off, which can't be right, can it? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff in There's a lot of great artwork in them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like to get them and then read them and then, then kind of slot them into place uh, on the shelf. Uh, this is Schrodinger's artwork, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I open it, it'll be ruined. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I just have to get on with it, don't I, really? Yeah. Oh, no. That's it. There's, uh, they're, they're a really good read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I will put links in the in the show notes to where the, the book can be ordered from. Um, Brilliant. Uh, which will be out over the next few days. Um, and we can find you on Twitter. Yeah, yes, I suppose so. Yes, yeah, so I'm just under my own name uh, on Twitter, so that's that shouldn't. I think I'm there, Eve Hatcher. At Stephen underscore Hatcher. I no, it isn't that. I, I can't remember Twitter. I'm up there somewhere, and there's not many of us. Oh, I might be following the wrong one then, because I've I've got Stephen underscore Hatcher. Maybe I'm following. Let me, have, let, let me have a look. <laughs> I doubt it because there's it's quite an usual surname, isn't it? But. Uh, 
Oh, uh, uh, Twitter, let's have a look. I am, no, that's it, Stephen understroke Hatchet is me, you're quite right. Uh, but you also, you can also follow Hoovers, you see, it's, um, which is at Hoovers, W-H-O-O-V-R-S, which is our Doctor Who group. Um, and, uh, and you've got Hooverville 9 coming up in September with some great guests. Well, we haven't got any guests yet, but yes, that's oh. the task of the next few months. Um, uh, yeah, it's Hooverville 10 this year, but and this year for the first time as well, as well as Hooverville, we're, we've been entrusted with bringing back, bringing back Big Finish Day. So um, we've sorted out a couple of guests for Big Finish Day, which is also in Derby in uh, November. Uh, and my task over the next few months is now to start sort out Hooverville and make sure, yes, that we get some fantastic guests, which we also managed to do. We've been very lucky with Hooverville. Uh, my apologies. I've, I've looked at the website very quickly and seen Hooverville 9 and seen the guests and thought that was this year. So. Oh, we, did, uh, some, we had some fantastic <laughs> ones for Hooverville 9, absolutely. That's how, how on earth do we follow that? How on earth yeah. do we follow William Russell and Caroline Ford and Fraser yeah. Hines and Nicola Bryant and Joseph Long and Adele Lynch and all those other, and, 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 and what's his face as well? Him, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. That's exciting news about the Philip book. Hinchcliffe. Philip Hinchcliffe, yes. Yeah. We had fantastic guests last year. It's yes. um, exciting news about the big finish day coming to Derby yeah. because that is a lot nearer me than it's normally in Slough, isn't it? Somewhere like that. So. They've done it there, yeah. I, th I think they're, they, I don't think it's a big secret that, that they've not been entirely happy with the hotel there in Slough. Uh -huh. um, I, I don't know. I think they they were ready to try something different, and Big Finish Day hadn't happened for a while. So I, Nick came to Nick Briggs came to Hooverville as a guest the year before, and had been really impressed with Quad and with, well, I suppose with how we'd organised the day and so on. So I got in touch with him and said, if ever you fancy doing Big Finish Day again and want to do anything different, then we'll we'll sort it for you. We'll do it for you. I, I think it was a little bit of a a sell that he had to do to the rest of the, the big Finnish gang and the idea of not doing it in London or in the area of London trying something a bit different but um, where we go ahead we're doing it so that's that's lovely fantastic I'm yeah. to try and get to that then because that is well in as near as Carlisle is near anywhere that's a lot Carlisle isn't than near it. I used to live in Carlisle it's near nowhere it's, it's, it's isn't it, is it? <laughs> no it's a local trip it's to uh, to Newcastle, isn't it? Which is sixty mile away. Or, yeah, pretty much. Or, yeah. or you can travel. You can travel eighty miles and still be in the same county, can't you? If you go to Bow and Furness, it's about seventy eighty miles away to pretty sixty, much. maybe. Yeah, uh, it's um, longest cul-de-sac in the world. Yeah. No, I started my teaching career in Carlisle, um, and uh, we used to do. Uh, I used to run a cricket team with my love of cricket and. There was one year we were drawn away at Barry and Furness um, <laughs> for, a, for a school was under 13 cricket, uh, under 15 cricket game. Yeah. So that was a good day out. <laughs> it's not a great road, is it, to, uh, to Barrow? <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely county though, isn't it? Probably oh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, um, it's nice to look at. It's just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens here and it's miles away from anywhere. Mm. And what you must never do in Cumbria, of course, is you mustn't look at a map and go, oh, that's just down the road. Because it sometimes looks that way. And it then does. you think, Edinburgh. 
Yes, that's only just up the road. <laughs> Why don't I go the slow way on the A9? Yeah. And then you take half a day to get there because it's a real slow road. Or you look at going to the coast down to, uh, we went to the Ravenglass and Estelle Railway. So we thought, right, let's, I'd only been driving about a month. Right, let's do this now. Let's go straight across country. And you uh, end up going over, is it Hard Knots? Um, which is just about one of the worst roads yeah. you can imagine. <laughs> but it's so steep going up the hill that you can't see the road for the bonnet of the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's not exaggerating. And it zigzags its way to the top. I've been driving about a month when I did that. Yeah. So, worth it when you got there to for the little train, yeah, the Lai Rati. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Lai Rati, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't been there since I was a kid, actually. It's, uh... Beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. I say not to drive that way, though. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> Sorry, this is old Cumbria talk, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so we can also find you on the Flashing Blade podcast. Oh yes, very intermittently. We 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 set out we, every time we relaunch it. We set out determined to be very regular with our podcasting, to get one out every two weeks or one out every month or whatever. And then we record them, and then they sort of sit on a shelf for two three months before they get put out because we're busy people. So it, yeah, but yes, intermittently there will be a Flashing Blade podcast. Uh, and if that sounds familiar, it's the podcast that Siobhan Galichon used to do. Uh, and, and she got, uh, she wanted to move on. So uh, Ian Parks and I do it. Been doing that for the last couple of years. But I can't promise a regular schedule at all. It just happens when it happens. Usually a bit late. Yes. Various things, as you, you mentioned, the uh, you and who's talking. I think there's about five of mine on there. As, yeah, so that sort of thing. And various pieces coming out in Watching Books uh, for you and who. Uh, watching Books. There's one or, one or two of their. So, something to look forward to for me there. That's great. I'll put links to all of these in, in the show notes. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining me. Been there. My absolute pleasure, Mark, and thanks again for your excellent uh, story in the book. It's a, it, it's it's a standout. It, it's a, it really is. It's a oh, lovely story. I'm, I'm blushing furiously. That's uh, that's very kind. But, uh, they're they're all excellent stories, and uh, I say I'll I'll be tweeting about it as the book comes out, and uh, and put links in the show notes. Uh, Thank you very much. One last question: Will there be a Time Shadows three? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, the, the truth of that is, I don't know. Um, I, I said to you earlier that there were an awful lot of very good stories that we weren't able to use in the end. So, whether it happens as a time shadows or whether it happens as something else, I have a feeling I might just get in touch with some of those writers and, at some point and say, oh, "Your story is still available, and can we still use them?" Because it'd be nice to make, to, it'd be nice to see some of those stories come out that, that didn't get, um, didn't quite get in this time, and they're by no means second best stories. By no means, we could very nearly do another collection today. The basis of yeah. that, fantastic. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think no too, it is something that that kind of encourages people to be creative, isn't it? When you see the amount of, uh, you know, the artwork that you see on Twitter and Facebook, yeah. and then the the, the the fan fiction and everything else, it, it does seem to inspire people, doesn't it? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you very much for your time. Um, Absolute pleasure. Keep
Kate Coleman is one of the writers uh, on yes, Time Shadows too, as yes. well. Yes, very good story called Divergence by Kate Coleman. Yes, yeah, um, really, really nice story. She'll be joining me on the podcast next week um, with two other writers to talk about a new project they've got with the continuing adventures of Clara. Uh, so tune in then. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Thank you.